Due to the graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Voice of Chaos. Hey, welcome to the Voice of Chaos podcast. This is Birdo and Ev, and we're here down in the uh, wonderful Wollongong with the boys from Segression. Boys, say hello. Howdy. Hey. Hello, all. So we've got Chris, Sven, and Ads. Um, magic to have these guys back on the scene. We've uh, decided to make the little trip down to Hume to come and see the boys down here in Wollongong. It's been a while since I've been down here for a gig. Um, true story, uh, the last time I was down here for a gig was actually Segression many, many centons ago. And without pissing in these boys' pockets, it's a reason why I went and brought a guitar that week. And it's a reason why Diasphere that you guys have heard, who are regular listeners of the um, show, got kicked off. So, boys, finally get to tell you that story. I end up <laughs> cool. moving on the bass. Because I fucking suck at guitar. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I held my own for a while there. So yeah, it was pretty good. But no, finally get to tell you is that you a reason why uh, Dice got kicked off. So we did wow. that for a while and then, you know, cool. shit happens. But yeah, so thank you for that. It's nice to know that. Yeah. Hey. So 20 years in the biz. How's it feel? Like a blink of an eye. Uh, did not expect when we started a band that we'd even play a gig, let alone do what we've been doing. And you think back it really been that long and then you start to you know the only time you realize that it has been that long is when you get up the morning after a gig and everything hurts <laughs> yeah. yeah age catches up with us all well you think it's 20 years of aggression but me and chris have done probably an extra five on top of that yes yeah, so <laughs> i've got to embarrass you boys tonight so sitting in this bag I'd like to get, if you guys don't mind, Rise of Darkness signed oh. by you two lads. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> so we've been holding on to that. It was a wonderful little gem I found in Utopia Records one day there. Oh, cool. One of my mates actually had the EP. What was that one called? Do Not Listen. Do Not Listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to admit, when I did hear it, it was very different. I must admit, Rise is pretty good. I mean, you, you can really hear uh, LIA calling out on it. So it was, yeah. yeah, nice. Well, the other, the other album was, was not yeah it was something else yeah. it was still the name but it was us trying there. to have a bit of a say yeah uh, and the other members in the band having a say because they couldn't play what we wanted to play so yeah. <laughs> it was like trying to drag poison along to like megadeth or something Holy yeah. Shit. Yeah, we were trying to uh influence things that way and they wanted to make it really nice cheesy sort of rocky sort of music which that's fine if you're into that I'm not dissing any styles but it just wasn't us uh, uh, I think enough. it's taken us 20 years to find us to be honest because I think out of all the records we've done I'm I'm most happy with uh, Painted in Blood to tell you the truth right right okay so the, let's talk about the style changes over the years so you kind of got LIA kind of got that bit of a thrashy tone to it then you move up to fifth of the fifth where you started to get some of the I know there was a lot of digital influence in there I sort of found, not um, without, I should be careful when I say that, without sounding like it was a bloody tech record, but I, I remember watching your amps and you had all sorts of light-ups and all that sort of jazz and sounds coming from it. We, we tried to play everything 
live with the effects. Yeah. Rather than have stuff done as a backing track. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which we found other bands were doing, but so yeah, half the time we were like tap dancing on our pedal boards to change so sounds true. all the time. And, yes. Yeah, that, 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 that was almost harder than actually playing the riff that we were doing. But, um, <laughs> you can actually go back and listen to all the records and you can see a band that was trying to learn, trying to find themselves and trying new things all the time. Yeah, yeah. So back then we used to cop, oh, you guys are trying to copy such and such. You guys are trying to copy this band. And with every album would come a whole different heap of comparisons. And now we've been doing it for 20 years. People go back and listen to them and realise we weren't copying anybody. We're just doing what we were capable of doing. Yeah, well, I've got to be honest with you. I, I, I would never have thought you guys were copying anyone. I mean, I, I felt that you, one of the things you guys did that a lot of Aussie bands tend not to do is move with the times and the, the feel of the music. But it was never like I'd sit there and put on a Segression album and go, oh, okay, we're ripping off so-and-so this month or we're ripping off so-and-so that month. You know, it was always, it felt like Segression. Yeah. So I've got to admit, like, that was one of the reasons why for all these years I've been following and still to this day, we'll go to the back catalogue and be like, yeah, yeah. Fifth of the Fifth is still a killer album. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah, e- cool. Even on a personal level with my vocals, I mean... Oh, mate, you have improved I, I, so much. I didn't start off as a singer. I wasn't meant to be the singer. Originally, he was going to swap with me, and he pricked it out, and I got stuck with it. <laughs> <laughs> but it took years of, like, I went to lessons with a guy that ran the Sydney Vocal Academy of Arts, uh, yeah, Steve right. Ostro, who discovered Bette Midler and Barry Manilow. He's a gay fellow that uh, ran the New York Bards, the Continental Bards. His book's written by the guy. He's, you know, world famous. I went there, I drive there for a couple of hours from Wollongong up to Elizabeth Bay just to sit with him and try and better myself. And then I realised, okay, I need to get fit because I was carrying a couple of kilos for some of the tours. And then I started running and became fucking Forrest Gump. <laughs> and, but the whole time I was just trying to do what I could do. Yeah. And, and, it, you know, like people say, oh, you, you, what, are you trying to be like Parkway or something with the new record? And it's just not. It's just now I'm capable of doing more things because mm. each step of the way, each bit of the albums that I did, I was learning and trying different things. Yeah. There's bits on there where I was were compared to rappers and stuff. I wasn't trying to rap. I was just trying to find space in between the guitar melodies to fit a rhythm with my vocal. You know, mm-hmm. like I do like rap. I do like hip hop. I like metal. I like jazz. I like blues. I like lots of different things. But nice. I was always just trying to do what I was capable of doing and continually trying to improve and learn. Fantastic. Well, it definitely did blend with the songs. Yeah. The way you would. The, well, you just feel rhythms. what's coming out. You, the, the, yeah. Everything that we wrote, like if Sven wrote something that was a bit moody, I'd m- write a moody vocal with it. If mm. if we were writing something on guitars and bass or drums that was, you know, a bit chunky and a bit chuggy, I'd chug along with it. And, you know, I just yeah. wouldn't fight it. I was, I mean, you don't get things right with every song. That's, mm. that's part mm. of the journey of it and the fun of it. But um, you try and all say the same thing. If yeah. If we all fuck up together, it's not a fuck up anymore. Yeah, yeah, fair point. If, if, if everybody in the band hits a C chord or a C note, then it's okay. It's when somebody hits a B, somebody hits a C, then there's you know dissonance and, and mm. things that you can't do with music. But if you all point the right direction, you know, and I think that's why I like Painted in Blood so much because Adzi's come in and it's the first time we've had a lineup with Mick and Ads and Sven now, and mm. we all get along really, really well. But more importantly than that, because there were times when we got along with the other guys too, but it's now we've got guys kind of the same ability level on each of their instruments and all wanting to do the same thing yeah yeah we you know Ads plays his drums like Sven plays his guitar and Mick and Sven complement each other the way they play off each other and then you know I've worked hard to try to 
fight my bass and vocals up to where these guys are at, and you know that's why that album sounds so focused. Mm, mm. No, fair, fair call. So, Ed, you, um, you and Sven had actually played together for a while mm. there. Let me, let me see if I uh, remember uh, Vale, and then it turned into. Oh, help me out with the. Come on, fuel. Ah, uh, uh, fuel. I was listening to your SoundCloud this afternoon. Still within. That's yeah. it, yes. <laughs> so, talk to us about that, because I only stumbled across that recently. So oh, yeah, I, okay. I knew um, when when Segression sort of come back again from hiatus, um, I knew you were off in mm. another band and that, and sort of mm. did a little looking into it. And, you know, didn't catch much of it, but then, you know, now you've got your SoundCloud. Well, I'll let us talk so about it. Go for it. Yeah, well, um, <clears throat> Bale started, uh, we started out as a four-piece. Mm, um, mm. And we actually had uh, our first show at the Oxford Hotel. Which yeah, is right. Sadly, no longer with us down here in Wollongong. Bit of an icon for music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, yeah, we, we were um, we were fortunate enough to have a bit of Segregation Metal royalty in the room with, with Sven here. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were again fortunate enough for him to like what he hear, uh, heard. Um, so he became a regular at our shows for I don't know, probably over a three-month period. Yeah. Um, and then um, floated the idea of a, of a second guitar. Yep. Uh, um, we got together for a jam and then it just sort of went from there. Mm. Um, fit perfectly with what we were doing and um, yeah, that went for a good five years. Yeah, about that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Four to five. Yeah, yeah. So then the singer went. Yeah, singer, singer went, and went, went on a bit <laughs> of a, his own tangent and um, right. took, took a different path and then the, yeah, the band sort of uh, never sort of reformed to a to a touring stage from yeah. there um, and then yeah basically um, I'd, uh, I'd become friends with Chris uh, through my association with Sven mm-hmm. um, and I could see the frustration that the guys were having at the time uh, writing the new material mm-hmm. um, and it, it snuck a few peaks uh, at what they had to offer <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, got me really excited um, nice. so I sort of floated the idea of maybe they were willing to, to give me a give me a shot at it and, and see what I could put to it. And, um, right. I was I was fortunate enough for him to, to give me the nod. Um, okay. And yeah, a couple of jams later, and here we are. Beautiful. I and mean, I've got to tell you, the uh, the beats are absolutely killer on painted. It's oh, thanks, man. Yeah, phenomenal to hear. And it is true. It's a really Focused, yeah. That, that's probably the word you hit it that's on the head there. It's focused, and it sounds great from start to finish. It's really cohesive. It's and probably one of your most heaviest albums, I'd have to say. It's a, it's a real. That's what we're going for. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to admit, the first morning I put it on, I'm like, holy shit, what just hit me? <laughs> I certainly was awake after oh, yeah. that. Our <laughs> biggest no. problem, I think, was the the fact that we didn't have everyone. Again, that word focused, wanting to do the same thing. We were always held back by someone on past albums mm. with not having the same focus as what the majority had. Yeah, right. And um, it's, it wasn't wasn't that way with this album. It just, yeah, it was going that way. And then yep. ads came in and then it became, yeah, the, the, big step, the big step forward for us as well is, like, not only did we learn what we wanted to do musically and, and vocally and... and within the structure of the band but we when we had our high haters we we went balls deep into learning everything about production and the recording process mm-hmm. and sort of uh, I threw my hand at uh, the Never Dead album um, for that and then yep. uh, obviously then me and Sven worked 
on this one together production wise and mm -hmm. uh, we brought in um, Dave Petrovich who's worked on the, he worked on the Side Effect X project and he, um, he also worked on Never Dead With Me and we brought him into um, into what we did with um, Painted in Blood as well so right. it's, uh, the, it's the overall sound of everything is as we learn more we get more hands on with it mm -hmm. um, so it's getting closer and closer each time to, to us being what we really really try hard to say you know and, mm -hmm. and just it's just a learning process I mean if I could have written Painted in Blood when I was doing LIA I would have like, yeah just takes me a while to get there I guess yeah but I think that's a really important I mean to continue growing as a musician as a, any kind of artist I mean, if you could write your masterpiece first up, yeah, fantastic. But then, what have you learned from it? What experience have you gained? Oh, sure, that was, that's the thing is that we've never had that direction. We've nearly always had to do everything ourselves and, mm. and talk amongst ourselves and work out where we need to be with songs or albums or whatever. And we didn't never had that. A lot of people would think it's it's the perfect scenario where you walk into a studio and you got to produce the same, play this, play that, do this, do that. We never had that. We all had to do that for ourselves and yep. work out. It comes what back to our to band name, man. We, band band name means segregated aggression. It doesn't mean that we hate on minority groups. It means that we never fit it in. Mm -hmm. We're segregated and not happy about it. That's why the music's aggressive. Yep. And um, I mean, it's it stands like that today now. Like everything that we did, all the supports we did, all the tours we did was because of our our band and our family putting what we had into it we didn't get no handouts from anybody mm -hmm. if anything we had to fight record labels that wanted to you know rape us like mm. with with money and stuff when we were a small independent band from Wollongong just trying to have a go like and so with with the way we've approached the new album and the way we've approached it it's it's without that industry backing mm -hmm. we you know we when we got all the supports back in the day it was um we just threw every cent that we worked hard for into being able to travel and do those things. Mm -hmm. Once you do it and you show that you're a reliable employee, you get offered other jobs. It's not much different from other industries. Yep. So when other bands were like, oh, why are they getting this and why are they continually getting that? It's because we were a low-risk investment for touring companies. Yeah, yeah. They knew that we would turn up, we would play as hard as we could, we had good gear, we didn't bother anyone, we weren't you know, taking drugs and drinking and, mm -hmm. and destroying people and making a ruckus or fighting people. We were reliable and that way then when somebody else come out and the other bands went back they'd say you know these guys were you know amicable and that's why it kept going on and on mm -hmm. um, we weren't given a handout from promoters we weren't you know given record company assistance in in those aspects we we just did it ourselves yeah yeah um and it's the way that we've continually done it i mean we, we're a band that's been around 20 years mm. and the people that acknowledge that we've been doing it that long and that care about it are the only ones that we care about is the people that like what we do and are friends of ours and listen to it because True. really it's you know aria are never going to acknowledge a band from wollongong that's been around for 20 years unless they're you know like trying to sell their soul to the industry which yeah. we we haven't done and would never do so yeah no that's uh and uh, that's fair um you know fair justification for why you do what you do and a real lesson to young beings coming up now i mean if you think you're going to be in your garage one day and making a million dollars the next it's just not going to happen i mean no a lot of hard work and dedication get mate. off stage after you play with ozzy osbourne 
and you're in front of an entertainment center crowd, you know, trying to win over people that really don't want you there to begin with, but then you win them over, you have a great show, there's thousands of people that are, you know, enjoying what you do, and within two hours you're in your backyard picking up dog shit. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, like, that's just the nature of the beast. Like, if you let it get anything other than that, you're just delusional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, fair point. So, we touched on side effect X. Yep. I really enjoyed the side effects stuff. I um, It was different at the time. Mm. And I kind of liked the fact that there was a different name to go with it. I mean... Yeah, it wasn't Segresha. Well, we yeah. couldn't call it Segresha because it wasn't. It was it was its own entity. So, yeah. yeah. Uproar. I know one... Um, <laughs> what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> you can definitely hear, hear influences of Segresha in, yeah. in, in yes. heavy parts. And I think that was part of us not wanting to, you know, fully not have something that was yeah. aggression in it yeah. <laughs> we had to have that little that little it's part of it that is you like yeah. it's, it's you you, know, yeah. you can't you can't get that sound we were me and Sven were having this discussion earlier on today we were talking about uh, a company developing a guitar made out of different materials and, and wondering you know what that would effect would have on your sound and it's I don't think the sound of anything is the person's hands yeah like, true you know you can give somebody you know seven string Ibanez you can give them a Gibson Les Paul I think if they're really being themselves they're, they're going to sound like that you could have you know this situation where you have a jam night and you, you've got the amp you've got the guitar on stage and just get different musicians up and all of a sudden the sound changes because it's coming from the person's fucking fingers that, that's playing it and their brain and their emotion and the you know just even hitting the strings slightly harder and softer so mm-hmm. it's um, that what we're talking about with the side effect X thing it's going to come It's the sound is going to shine through mm. even if you do slightly different styles because it, it's kind of you like mm. so side effect one and done or that was yeah yeah. That was that was just done to. Um, we had a heap of uh, ideas that weren't as heavy. Yep. Um, and we jammed it, and it was like well, we can't really do this as segregation because it's it's not. And um, yeah, we'd done segregation for a, for a fair while. It was after mm. we did the Rat album, and uh, and we thought, oh, let's um, yeah, let's let's just try something different. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It was at the time there in in music where. You know, metal had gone to a certain point and sort of become a bit of a, a stalemate mm-hmm. direction and uh and we just had all these ideas and we just thought well, let's just let's just do something different let's you know we've got to keep ourselves interested in music yep. as well you know it's um it is one avenue that we hadn't sort of pursued before and it was yeah, yeah. it was fun doing it nice and we only played a handful of shows but uh yeah yeah after that it was uh, this week that's when we sort of had that little bit of a a hiatus and uh, that's when um, afterwards when Chris in 2009 I think it was you know, and they, he got together with the boys and, and did the album so it was just a, it was just that period of time it was something mm. to do that was a little bit different um, they were you know we were used to writing stuff that was ultra heavy and groovy and then all of a sudden you know we, we were doing songs that had you know a lot more melody and yeah, a lot yeah. more you know hooky vocals in it um, mm. that had melody that we didn't normally have ever before it was just you know a wall of sound before mm. and this is you know it was bringing everything back and it was it was a fun process it was different yeah. very cool very cool and Chris how was it singing and not playing bass at the same time well I played bass on the album so yeah, uh, right. look yeah 
like I said in the very beginning, man, I'm primarily I'm a bass player. Like, yeah. I'm not the front man or, or a singer. I'm, you know, I'm kind of a bit awkward with it even after 20 years. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was a little bit uncomfortable, like, just not playing, but I guess, you know, it was, it, it was what it was, it is what it is. Like, no. um, I, just I, I enjoyed myself, but it was just, yeah, I, I, I probably better off be, I would have probably been better off if I was just the bass player and not just the singer. Like, yeah. I probably would have enjoyed that more. Not that I didn't enjoy being the singer, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I must admit, I, I remember seeing Side Effect up at the Celts Bar in Blacksland. And watching you without the bass in your hand kind of reminded me of when James Hetfield burned himself up and he's trying to sing without having the guitar in his <laughs> hand. And I'm just like, you feel so out of place. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, look, I've never felt comfortable even to today, even with all the gigs we've done. I never feel uncomfortable. I never feel fully comfortable singing anyway. Mm. Uh, I'm, uh, I've got another little project that I do away from everything where I do just play bass. And, and I, you know, I. I won't say I enjoy that more than Sugression because you know, it's, it's a different style of music, but I, mm. I'm definitely more comfortable. Yeah. Like uh, I'm, I sort of don't feel like the spotlight's on me and uh, away from... Well, you're concentrating on one thing, aren't you? Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I kind of... It's a thing with even Sugression. I'm never really comfortable with like the focus being on me as a front man. I, mm. I kind of deflect it off and, and try and sort of wiggle and squirm my way all around <laughs> it because I'm... I'm I'm a quiet, softly spoken person. Like away from it, I'm not. I'm not this Phil Anselmo animal drug taking <laughs> person. So I kind of yeah. get a bit uncomfortable with it. Yeah, no, don't ever go down the path of being Phil, please. <laughs> yeah, well, he's he, he's who he is, you know. Yeah. Like, that's 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 him. And, but the thing is, is he's he has that persona, that outgoing nature, where I, I'm I struggle with it a little bit. Fair enough. And um, I'm gonna ask Popper, you guys, amicable sort of thing or. Well, I thought so, but yeah, I just haven't had no contact from him for, right. for a while. Like, I had no animosity, nothing on bad terms, but he he, he did uh, flick us off social media. If that is a criminal offence or not, I don't really <laughs> know. But um, yeah, no, I, I there's nothing not amicable on our end. So yeah, right. I don't know. You'd have to ask him if it yeah, is if there's anything on his end. If there is, I wish he'd tell us because uh, I was best man at his wedding. Yeah. I introduced him to his wife that he's with now. So, but yeah, I just there's no contact. Just he, as far as I know, living up near Cairns and yeah, recently right. moved. But yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, no, it was just a, a surprise one day. I was sitting there, opening up um, the suppression page. I'm like, hang on a second, Sven's here. There's Popper. What's going on here? <laughs> All right. Well, originally what was going to happen, because Sven didn't want to come back at that time, mainly out of um, frustration, which he rightly so, with, uh, with Red not being able to play what he wanted him to play, and that's that's fine. Mm. Um, but I'm kind of really glad the way it all worked out, to be honest, because at one point we were going to have, like, the three guitarists, but Popper, Shane was not able to tour because he had a young family. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to make that step where when I had my young family, I did, but yeah. each to their own. Um, but the way it's worked out now is definitely for the better. Like, you know, uh, Mick, is, Mick is a gem. He's, he's such a nice bloke and such a talented musician. Yeah. So how'd you come across Mick? We've known Mick for longer than the band's been in existence um, before me and Chris even started playing music together when you met yeah, just right. from around the world just, yeah just yeah. he was a, he was a good muso floating around the traps and we just knew him he used to come watch us um, before we were in Segregation when we were in other bands he, he even apparently got up and jammed with us on stage like 25 years ago we didn't really know of it yeah right 
Oh, so it just all sort of falls yeah. in place. Wollongong's a small place. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you kind of, and like, no disrespect to any bands that come from here, but with the stuff that we do, it kind of, it, it is difficult to, you know, like, to find people that are wanting to do that type of thing. Mm. You know, like it's not difficult to find, like, metal players, but yeah. um, to, to have that sort of mindset that we that we were focused on, it's, uh, mm. it wasn't, like, a too many guitar players that, you know, even if they put their hand up, that you know would have actually clicked. Yep. And yep. Uh, Mick, Mick was just one of them, and he's the kind of guy who can play anything. Like, he really can. He's he's so versatile. Like when you give Sven a guitar, Sven is like an absolute robot machine. Like he he will play everything note perfect, but he's very focused on what he wants to do and how he wants to play it, mm-hmm. which is a great quality. Mick, on the other hand, is like a chameleon. You could chuck him. You could chuck him in the U2 show, and he'd play exactly like you know the Edge. Um, right, you could right. stick him on, you know, like on a Kiss tribute band, and he'd, you know, he'd be Paul Stanley. You know, he can, I don't know, vocally, but he, you know, <laughs> what I mean, style-wise, he's, he's he's like that. He can play just about anything. Yeah, fantastic. So, what's in store for the future of Segression? Well, in, I don't know what the lads want to do, but I'm I'm not really wanting to do any more albums. I'm wanting to record and release music, but I think that the traditional structure of a, a group of songs known as the album is dead in the water. I've got to admit, I agree with you. I mean, I've tonight I intended I've only because I'm getting to see the band who recorded, painted, in blood together. I'm going to grab one, get you to sign it, mm. but. I haven't brought a CD in the longest time. Mm. And to me, just the ability just to get the digital version of it and have a co- like a constant stream of music. Mm. It's I convenient. It's, yeah. Mm. And I mean, now, I mean, you can sort of knock up music pretty quickly at home or whatever else. And to me, I think that's the way to go. I like to hear just the constant stream coming from there, the convenience of it, and being able to yeah. throw it on my phone without having to sit down. First of all, find a computer that's got a CD, CD player to rip yeah. it. Yeah. Just think that albums are saturated. There's just so many albums. There right? is, and, and, and I'm not saying that then it's going the root of a song is, but um, it's kind of like that trying to get back to that old vibe when a band would release a single and or a cassette or a vinyl and people would wait for it. Mm. You know, like, and you can really focus in on a song then and, and, and yeah. Uh, you know, look at look at ways of making people want that song where they'll actually you know like put something back into the band it's you mm. know like mm. we've we've sort of gone past that whole point of trying to you know generate cash flows from it and, and justify it financially you know, we just do it now because well, the same way as we always don't love it but mm. um, yeah that that traditional grouping of a you know like a big investment for someone to go and spend thirty dollars on on an album you know, whereas release a song maybe redo a couple of your old ones for free and say look Here's three or four ones that we have just re-recorded, and if you feel like giving us a dollar for this one, beauty. If not, yeah, whatever. But people are more likely, I think, psych. You know, if you go into the psychology, people and buyers, they're they're more likely to buy a one dollar song than go searching to see where they could rip it for free. But when yeah, it comes to a thirty dollar bunch of songs, they're probably going to go rip it for free rather than hand over their $30. Well, the worst part is, is uh, for a while there, there was just so much garbage in the market. You know, you'd mm-hmm. go and you'd pay your 30 bucks and you'd be as loyal to the band, but it'd be mostly filler. Yeah, yeah. that's that's one thing that, that bothered me a lot, is with albums, there's 
two or three good songs and the rest is so that's i think that's where a lot of people started moving to digital and just okay i've heard this song i know it's good i'll buy it yep i've heard this song i'll get it off itunes or whatever and exactly yeah it, it, it's in a, in a good way it's preventing people or preventing bands from creating fillers for an album because people aren't buying albums anymore because they want the good songs they don't want the shit songs exactly the filler songs so um i think it, it's it's making making bands lift their game a little bit and actually write constantly good material rather than you know rather than um, not have anything of uh, just you know basic fillers mm. yeah no I totally agree I mean yeah there's uh, the, the digital there's a lot of arguments around digital at the moment and particularly with the likes Spotify's and yeah. whatever else out there actually I've got to ask you guys you're on Spotify but you're not on Apple Music what's the go there? we're on iTunes yeah. I don't know if there's a difference. Like what we do, what we do with our stuff, and there's no secret to it. But yeah. we go through um, a company called TuneCore. Yep. And yep. they they do they do all of our they do all of our online distribution for us because we have a we have a big enough catalog. I'll give them a kick in the ass because I was looking for you on Apple Music, the streaming service. Okay. Yeah, you know. Oh, so it's not Apple Music. Separate. That could be something to do. Exactly right. That could be something to do with us um, ticking which boxes, whether we were available for purchase or for streams. Yeah. Um, Yeah. That would that would more than likely be the case. Mm Hmm. very good. Very good. All right. Well. um, Thank you very much for catching up with us, guys. It's been absolutely awesome. Looking Thank forward you. to seeing you tonight and tearing it up. Um, if you ever do go around to re-recording old tracks, I would love to see you do Dead. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. Turn it into a segression song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I played, I've got to admit, I played it in the car today, and I'll tell you what, lyrics are a little cheesy. <laughs> I'll pay that. But there is something awesome about sitting up at a set of lights when you're dead, you're dead, and looking at the guy next to you. <laughs> Alright, I might have just been a little bit crazy on caffeine this morning. But yeah, I reckon if you turn that into a segression song, yeah, I'll throw freaking two or three bucks in it, no problems. <laughs> you uh, might be the only one. <laughs> You'll be surprised. There's a lot of twisted fucks like me. <laughs> No, thank you very much, boys, and thank you very much for really, you know, kicking ass in the Australian scene. Um, one of the things I've always said, and part of the reason why Voice of Chaos even came about was we dabbled for about five minutes in being just another sort of metal podcast or whatever else, and there's plenty out there covering off the US and overseas. I started touching base with, you know, the old bands in Australia and some of the newer bands, and it's just really a true community, and the fact that you guys are, you could almost say you guys are the grandfathers of it now. It's a little scary. Yeah, these funny. Blokes, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta remember though, going. right? You, this is something that bothered us at the time. Uh, We'd been around for for a little while, and um, Silverchair was coming through. Mm-hmm. But there is not that big a difference in age between the, the members of Segression and yeah, the members then. of yeah. uh, Silverchair. To be honest, like yeah. um, they they'd be mid to late thirties now, mm. and. Um, well, I mean, they're probably older than Adzi, but the, mm. the rest of us, that we, we used to cop that you know, back in the day. Is that Ben, they actually thought that we were older than what we were back then. So, yeah, yeah it's just, um, just guess when you're doing it when you're really young. You just keep going. People actually yeah. do think that you, you know. Oh. 
Yeah, but even still, don't worry about the age. When I say the grandfather's just you've been around for experience. This <laughs> could all be 20. I'll tell you what, my daughter, my daughter makes me a grandfather at this age. I fucking kill her and some <laughs> poor fucking prick that's put it there too. <laughs> Actually, uh, how old's your daughter now? She's 18. She will be here. Wow. And Jesus I've, God. Um, yeah, we'll, just a little side issue. I actually buy tickets when, when my wife and, and family come. We actually buy tickets for them to come. We don't... Stick them on the, the door list and expect everything. We, yeah. I was online last night on Watch Ticks ordering my wife and daughter tickets. Yeah, right. Oh, well, at least you're uh, supporting yourselves and the well, uh, other we, bands as well. It, that's that's, that's what it's always it. been about for us. Uh-huh. Actually, it was your daughter who was on the. Um, no, it's my niece. Niece yeah. on the smile cover, yeah? yeah. And uh, who was it in the uh, film clip for? Uh, uh, her brother, um, my godson. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. My niece and nephew. Yeah. He's just had his. 21st, I think. Oh, Jesus. 20th, 20th or 21st. Like <laughs> She's, uh, Stephanie off Smile is now 23 or 24 years old. Oh, Christ. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, there, there's pictures on my Facebook where you can actually see her. Like, I've, I've posted the, the then and now with her, like, uh, before. So. Oh, jeez. I still remember watching the film clip on Bloody heavy on Channel V. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going back. That was uh, back when they little, actually played music videos. Yeah, yeah, well, here's yeah. a little thing for you as well. The uh, intro music for the, the show Heavy, we actually wrote that too. For real? For real. The theme music for the show was written by us. The Heavy yeah. Shift. The heavy yeah, shift. The, heavy the Heavy Shift, shift. yeah. yeah. We Jesus, wrote, we wrote the, uh, the actual theme music for that. Yeah, right. Uh, did they have a credit you for it? We did the so. very first show. We were, we, you we, did too? Yeah, yeah. I, oh, God, I guess hosted yeah. I bet if I rake through my mum's box of VHS videos, it's probably still <laughs> sitting there, to be honest. Don't know if she'll play on that. You know you're old, though, when your wedding video's on VHS. Yeah, true that. Mine fucking is. <laughs> <laughs> well, gents, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Have a great you. gig tonight, and, uh, yeah, we'll see you around the traps. Cheers. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Appreciate it. Uh, we